0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God
2: bless you and roll tide.
3: Welcome in Thursday edition. Big news. Arch Manning made his decision. Texas is the place he'll be headed. He'll become a Longhorn. Hook him horns, what he put out on Twitter this morning. And uh, now we know where Arch Manning will land. Again, he's got one more year of high school football before entering college at Texas. But uh, Sark gets it done and gets the highest rated recruit in this class of 2023. Arch Manning, who was deciding between Alabama, Texas, and Georgia, was even in the mix there, really between Alabama and Texas, Lockup felt like he was leaning toward Texas toward the end, but uh, with a lot of money at stake as well. With NIL, with her reports anywhere between ten to fourteen million dollars in NIL money, so a lot uh, at stake there for Arch Manning. And we'll dive into all that and much more. A lot more to get into as well. Your little piggies take down Ole Miss last night. What a great uh, job little by big. them! And uh, they'll play again today, I think, at three. Is that was right? a fun game p.m. to watch. Yeah, no great. Doubt. They play great baseball. baseball. Baseball and finally yep. got a good game in the College World Series. No doubt about it. Many. We'll get through some of the headlines again, and uh, don't forget we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get the to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. Top Golf. It is the bowling of this generation. We call it, and uh, whether well, it's the food, the drinks, just the family fun, coworkers, friends, a lot of charitable events they do out there, and a lot of activities as well at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also, get it out to uh, Sunny King Ford. They are the, uh, the as far as driven by Sunny King Ford, Tony Russell, and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right. First reactions to Arch before we get into some college baseball and some other news and notes uh, today. But uh, Lars, I'll start with you. Uh,
4: not surprising, uh, especially considering we have heard the uh, dollar figure of NIL potential for him in his first year to twelve to fourteen million. Um, And Steve Sarkeesian, uh, who all of us got to know when he was Alabama's offensive coordinator, developed a very close relationship with Arch Manning and uh, his dad, Cooper. And, um, you know, I, I think Arch Manning wanted to blaze his own path, much like his uncle Peyton uh, not going to Ole Miss. And Peyton goes to Texas also. Uh, or Sorry, Peyton went to Tennessee, obviously. Uh, I think Texas move to the to the SEC uh, makes the Longhorns even more sort of alluring to prospects like this. The one question I have is, um, you know, Texas landed Quinn Ewers. Right as a transfer in December, Ewers, uh, remember he spent a season at Ohio State. You know, pocketed about a million bucks in NIL money, um, and then he was able to uh, uh, reclassify. But he, he was the top recruit in the class of 2021, and so yours he's he's going to be. Uh, in, he'll enter his when he's entering his second season. He and Arch Manning are going to be subject of an incredibly high profile. Quarterback competition ahead of the 2023 season. So he didn't, he's not going to, he's not shying away from competition. And I, and I'm sure, uh, Jay, you love that. But also, I, I think we had some indication just based on, that uh Alabama had already signed their quarterback and, and it certainly felt like Alabama was out of the mix even though Arch took what I believe was just kind of a token visit uh to Alabama and uh and Georgia has uh I believe the number one quarterback from last season's class uh in or the number two quarterback in the last season's class on their roster. So <laughs> the only thing that surprises me is that Quentin Ewers, right? And, and and people have been raving about him. Uh, you know, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine who covers national college football and say Ewers has just got this amazing arm and and, and just wowing in, in, in practice. And um, so, Matt, uh, not surprising, but uh, I, I think uh, this is a huge get, a huge get for Steve Sarkeesian. And I know that uh, they're very, very happy in
5: Austin, Texas right now. Big question is now, what do we talk to Andrew Bone about? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. if you follow the path of this recruiting, and then who was the website that developed this actual formula for who was leading? On3.com. On yeah, on on they're they're big-time comers, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it for a while it was Alabama. Then suddenly Georgia got up there. But what matches up with Texas suddenly taking over? Money. N-I-L. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Manning would have gone there for nothing. Yeah. Or the the figure I'm actually hearing for real is 3.1 million dollars his first year.
3: Well, that's his value, right? That's if his value year one. But, that's right. You're one in Texas. <laughs> yeah.
5: You know how they say everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Well, 3.1 million dollars in Alabama is what 14 in Texas. Yeah.
3: Well, and they said over the next th- he'll gain. Bryce would go from one point what three to six. They said between there last year to about 3.5 this year. So think the jump that Arch will make in year two. So you go from three to maybe five, five from maybe seven. Now you're talking between fifteen million dollars, right around around 15 million dollars. So uh, that's the jump they're looking at. But uh, on three right now has him as uh, three point one million. Uh, is is where his uh, his mark is. But you're right, Matt. I mean, it's now when I talked to uh, folks that were there when he was there on his visit, they asked about you know the NIL stuff. I said, is that important to you? He said, no, it's not. Uh, it, it's about. The atmosphere, the environment. I think he made a great point. SEC is huge. Yeah, he wanted to be a part of the SEC. Sark
5: is huge too. Sark,
3: you gotta huge. believe. Well, because and, and for two, well, three reasons: uh, Jalen, uh, Tua, and Mac Jones. He, he was the guy that brought him, or maybe not brought him in, but coached him up uh, at that time, as well as Lane Kiffin did to at Ole Miss uh, with Jalen and. Uh, but, but you know, Tua was uh, really Sark's recruit, uh, and, and even Bryce. Uh, if you look back yeah. at Bryce Young being rec- recruited at Alabama before. Coach O'Brien got there. So he's done a great job of getting those kids, the high-profile quarterbacks in. The key now is that they didn't have a great season last year. Can Arch really – I mean, what kind of season will they have this year? They got year? beat by Kansas. You got beat by Kansas, exactly. So stability – That's really all you have to say these days. Yeah. <laughs> so stability –
4: right? program in the country.
3: Stability right now rests in Tuscaloosa more than it does in Texas. And uh, and Sark has had some off-the-field stuff before, and hopefully that will never enter his life again. Uh, and also just the fact that – you know, you got to win there, and, and if not, then they're, they're going to make changes. But uh, big get for him, and you know, look, Sark's done a great job of the quarterbacks as he did at Alabama, and, and maybe that was the big winning point. The other point I'll make, too, going to Alabama, you fight up against two things. One is the name Saban and the name Alabama. There he is Arch Manning. And what's he going up against? Texas, yes, but Texas is not Alabama right now, and Sarkisian is not Saban. He's the big man on campus at Texas.
4: Absolutely. I mean, you go back and you look at all the quarterbacks in the history of Texas football, and it does, there aren't a lot of eye-popping names. Yes, Vince, Vince Young, Young. Vince Young. He
6: was.
5: Yeah, I mean, he was the
4: number Colt one. McCoy. It's,
5: he's hung around, but, I mean, is he really a name-dropper? Major Applewhite. Uh, I always liked him because uh, he was uh, named after Major Oakley. Uh, yeah, me um, was so, he Saban's first coordinator at He Alabama? was, yeah. That's what I thought.
4: Uh, Yeah, so I think, again, he wanted to do his own thing. He didn't want to be in the shadow of Eli, didn't want to be in the shadow of Peyton. And um, I I think just going to Texas um, and all the opportunities that he'll have there, and now that he has committed to join the class of 2023, he can be, Jay, and we've talked about this, a, a lead recruiter. I mean, almost act like a coach. And yep. How many uh, wide receivers across the country want to play with this kid? I mean, don't you think, man, we have been talking about Arch Manning for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but isn't he as much of a can't-miss prospect as there is based on, the, based on the careers of his two uncles? God, I mean, the pressure should, on the should, pressure yeah, on this kid be. is
3: immense. Yeah, that, that's that's the key. The pressure once he gets there, he's got all the talent. He, he's got all the tools. You watch him on film. He didn't do any camps this year. He didn't do any of the seven on sevens. Really, he did the arch uh, Manning camp or the Manny camp? It could become the arch Manning camp, but the Manning camp <laughs> and all that. Um, but you look at his numbers in three years at Isidore Newman in New Orleans. He threw through for 6,307 yards, eighty one touchdowns, or rushing for seven hundred forty two yards and nineteen scores. So. He's a great athlete as well as we saw him on the basketball court a little bit video with Coach Saban and the coaching staff. Other, I think Kirby was there with him at the time as well, uh, watching him play basketball and seeing the athleticism that he has. But uh, here's a quote from him. he said, there are going to be good players everywhere. You can't really look at it based off of other players and depth charts I think you just have to find the best place for you. He's a really good player. I stay in touch with him. He's a good guy. I'm excited to see what he can do this year and hear uh, th- about them. But uh, this is uh, Manning sitting is at, that, is that yours or Manning, uh, my bad, I'm, I'm trying to, it didn't say the the actual quotes uh, from that, but uh, this is, I think, Manning talking about that, talking about Quentin Ewers as well. Uh, but Sarkeesian, uh, as far as the, the uh, right now, got two really great quarterbacks uh, at Texas and uh, been able to land yours and it. Manning. It's huge. Yeah, Because yours is a great, great player.
5: I got to, yeah, I got to go back to what Lars was talking yeah. about. In two years, there's going to be one big-time quarterback in the transfer portal.
4: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> one, of, I mean, one of them really? will be in the
5: transfer portal, and I can it, pretty much guarantee you which one it will be. I think it'll be yours. Who's yeah, where's he going to go? By the way, he he was at the Ohio State University. You've yeah, been yep, reading gosh, that book. Yeah, we we gotta got to get it. into that later yes. on.
3: However, I just never uh, give up on the competitors, and and I, you got to get there and compete. And, and to me, I I don't want to draw. This can be a great competition between the two guys, and and yours will have a year ahead of him in the playbook, a year ahead of him with a team. Uh, maybe even have a year ahead of him playing on the field. So, I mean, look, yeah. March is coming in, but we've seen great players come in. We've seen great players that have not done well. We've seen quarterbacks in Alabama. We thought we're going to come in and start day one that did not start day one, even in Saban's era. So. None have had quite this pedigree, though. There's not. I mean, yeah. I, I'm good.
5: I, I can see him in a film room already, but if is he going to – if he has – The recklessness and and, and the athleticism of Eli. Mm -hmm. Of course, Cooper, they say, was the best of all. But if he has the head game that Peyton Manning, uh, nothing is an absolute, but that's about as can't miss as it can get. Question that we'll answer on the other side of the break. Do you guys think Saban had a crystal ball and knew this? Yes. Sorry, I okay. answered that. <laughs> it. actually, let's not hold a one-word answer. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think he knew? I think.
3: He, I mean, I think you realized that he needed to get two quarterbacks yeah. in this class, and he knew he had a great one, and the one he got, and he's also got, you know, ones on campus right now that can play and are going to be great. Um, and we'll talk more about that on the other side. The other thing too is who has the best hair because. Yours has the best mullet by far. You're asking me to judge (laughs) that? (laughs) Asking all of (laughs) you. All right, we'll return. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. More on Arch Manning and uh, more college football news and notes. College baseball as well as the World Series continues again. Arkansas takes down Ole Miss. They play again today at 3 o'clock for elimination
2: game. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham.
0: The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Heat is on again today across Central Alabama. A little in the way
5: of relief in the form of cooling showers and storms. That'll change by early next week but mostly sunny and hot conditions today and Friday. 98 the time. high today, 70 tonight,
0: 97 tomorrow. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 98 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: Arch Manning makes a decision. Texas Longhorns, that is the big story. Javari Smith looking to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Also, Ivan Mizell is going to join us at 1230. We'll get a chance to talk to – he's with On3 Media now and uh, get his take on Arch Manning's pick of the uh, Texas Longhorns over Alabama, over Clemson, over Virginia, and over Georgia. And uh, if you say why Virginia, because Clemson's office coordinator went to Virginia as the head coach and had developed a great relationship with Arch Manning and uh, they made a, a couple visits there as well. And uh, I guess kind of keeping up with uh, that friendship. But got the NBA draft to talk about. Roger Goodell says he has no authority to remove Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, and uh, also uh, some of the other news and notes around the uh, World Series. saw this, too. McVeigh, uh McVay, look in the Rams, McVeigh, a statue of him uh, they're, they're going to put up at Miami of Ohio University played wide receiver at. Thought that was kind of interesting, a little bit odd. Uh, that uh, university put a statue up of a guy that, yeah, I know he played there, but normally that's uh, reserved for coaches or your playing days, what you did there, not what you done in NFL. But, hey, they got to celebrate something.
4: <laughs> I agree. I mean, uh, look, he's established himself yep. as one of the great young coaches. And look at what he's accomplished. I mean, really? two Super Bowl appearances, one amazing. Super Bowl yeah. win. And um, – you know it seems like they've mortgaged their future by acquiring all these guys uh, for for draft picks uh, including Matt Stafford and uh Odell Beckham uh Jr last year and and um got, uh Von Miller they only got him for half a season and you give up i don't know a second or a third round
5: pick well and then, then they hey, opened it, the... it, it won they won so open the vault for uh for Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. I mean, what are they paying him a hundred million dollars? I don't understand years, how they like? can afford a Cooper
4: cup, Aaron Donald <laughs> and Matt Stafford. That. They have to have really creative have uh, salary deals. cap guys. <laughs> they
5: have NIL deals. And that's, I, I, I don't know. Um, Arkansas beat Ole Miss. Great baseball. Just going to run through a couple of other headlines. And, and I know this affected y'all when I read it last night because he just seemed like a teddy bear lovable guy, but Tony Saragusa died. I know at the age of fifty-five. Yeah, heck that. of a player in his day, but I thought he really grew outside of football mm-hmm. broadcasting. I loved yep. his sideline stuff. Yep. Don't know why. I guess it was his decision to step down because it certainly couldn't have been the public's, right? Don't you think he was good? Oh, he's really good. Um, yeah, and yeah. then you know he appeared on The Sopranos. Um, but he was taken died in his sleep yesterday. I guess uh, at the age of fifty-five and been a tough week for the Ravens all the way around because they just lost the linebacker. I've got uh, a really good Tony Jalen Saragusa Ferguson.
4: story. Sorry.
5: I know I know we need to focus on Arch, but right now I'd love yeah. to hear the story.
4: Okay, so Tony Saragusa um, there he was playing in a game. He was with Baltimore and uh, he just comes off the line of scrimmage really hard and hits the um, hits the center. And at the time he was trying to lose weight. So he was taking these these sort of weight loss pills that has that makes you have to go to the bathroom a lot. Uh-oh. And so, right when he hit the center, the he had a an issue going yeah. to the bathroom. So he drops to the field, right? And he's on his back, and uh, they they are wearing their white pants. Of and course. The, the the doctors and trainers come out to him, and he's the first thing he said was. You got to get the stretcher or you got to get the <laughs> cart out. You got to get the cart out. Uh, and he explained to them what was going on and so they literally had to stop the game for about 10 minutes so he
5: could so get, he has, It was yes. during a game? Yes. Oh he has God. soiled it's his britches.
3: Yes. It's really dangerous. It's pretty dangerous though like to be losing fluids like that yeah. during a game when you need to be retaining those fluids. Nope. Maybe not those but but still, there are fluids that you need to be retaining at that time. You wouldn't want to be taking those type of pills have, have for you ever a big guy like that. Have you ever seen
6: that
4: before when a guy d- d- oh, happens yeah. to go number uh, yeah. two during uh, a game?
3: Not during a game. During practice. I've seen it a, a number of times. Yeah. Um, yeah.
5: You know, at some other time, not today, we could do a pretty deep dive on this. on how, cause You guys on the sidelines, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you drink. You, you I mean, you're fluid. You're, you're really hydrated. you got to go. And you got to go. Yeah. and. You form a little circle. A little circle up,
3: yeah. Circle the wagons. Go down on one knee. Yeah. Yeah. Go down on one knee and circle the wagons And and get it done. Now they get the tent's. And going into a little little commotion. Is that little urinal. I think they,
4: they do.
5: Little yeah. toilet. Little toilet. Tiny little. bit.
3: Little, it's. In a, little, uh,
4: little, I was talking to uh, Don Yeager yesterday, who wrote uh, Tony Saragusa's book, mm-hmm. and Don said that Tony is really good with his money, uh, and uh, he decided to step away from broadcasting and spend time with his family. Well, he'd have been great to have on today. And um, <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: busy. He's busy. Uh,
4: <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, it's just it's just sad. Uh, when you see anybody lose their life at, at that young of age, fifty five, yeah. but gosh, it just it feels like we're, there's too many NFL players who are dying at a young age.
5: No kidding, and this linebacker was what twenty six.
4: Twenty six, yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah. The, you're right. The Ravens organization got hit hard uh, in the last forty eight hours.
3: I right, Seahawks trying to replace Russell Wilson, staying with NFL, and now a lot of talk about. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, is on their radar. What do you guys think about Baker Mayfield at the Seahawks, Matt?
5: I've just never been really sold on him. Uh, I like it. at times he's a very very good quarterback, mm-hmm. but uh, at other times I, I think he, for lack of a better description, I think he kind of loses focus. Is that I mean, is it, it seems impossible to say that mm-hmm. the guy's an NFL quarterback making multi millions dollars, but it just some. But you know, Jay, you've seen this. We've all seen it. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery. Yeah, and, and maybe and literally going from Cleveland to Seattle is about the biggest change of scenery as yeah. you can get. And he lived in that stadium. That's what's weird. I mean,
6: yeah,
5: <laughs> All to, the was commercials. It, Who's it, State Farm or who? I yeah. can't remember which one it yeah. was, but uh, his, I, you know, Pete, Pete Carroll may be the guy.
4: Yeah, his performance. It, it, his performances have been so up and down. He could look like Johnny Unitas one week and then just look like a guy who has no business playing in the NFL another week. And I think that's what really frustrated uh, Browns fans, Browns coaches. And they ultimately made the decision instead of uh, uh, instead of giving him that max huge contract, um, they ended up making the trade for Deshaun Watson. A lot of PR fallout from that. And uh, for Baker, it, at first, a lot of people thought he was going to be going to the Carolina Panthers. Looks like the Carolina Panthers are going to stick with Sam Darnold. And so the the musical chairs of, of starting quarterbacks in the NFL, it, it it's filled up and or starting to almost filled. And Seattle makes sense. I mean, is Seattle going to roll with Drew Locke as their starting quarterback and feel
3: good about that? I, I mean, he's not, think bad. So. he's not bad. No, he's not bad. He's not bad, but yeah. he's.
4: Is he going to win a Super Bowl?
3: Uh, I don't know. Is, I mean, I, Is he going to win a division? I liked him when he was in Missouri. I thought he was a really good quarterback. Right. He, he just didn't have the talent around him that he has now in the NFL, but he, ha- he hasn't done what he needs to do so far. All right, so let me ask a question, just just hypothetical. We're right? not even hypothetical, but this is real. Anybody that you've ever done a book with that you went, I did this book with this person, this is fantastic. Like This was the best process I've ever been through. Anybody like that? Yeah,
4: Bruce Arians.
3: Okay, Bruce, or or, or even like, a, is there like a um, a particular publishing company or a particular agent or Yeah,
4: Harper Collins. Okay, has been really how many good. did you do with them? I've done, think, four books with HarperCollins. Uh,
3: all four of those books done well. Yeah. The other books that you didn't do with Harper Collins, how did they do? They're done pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Well, the point I'm making is that Baker's been with a lot of different oh, coaches, I see what you're saying. coordinators. Yeah. And when you find that mix – He hasn't been
4: with the Harper Collins of publishing. There you go. He
3: he hasn't been with a coach or a coaching staff, a coordinator, a head coach for what a a Tom Brady has gotten even in the two teams that he's been with, right, Uh, or other uh, quarterbacks who've had success. Quarterbacks are successful by the system they're in that fits them and the players around them that helps them be able to distribute the ball and make plays and the coaches that they can stay with and learn the offense and get a good grasp of that. So I put a lot of that on Baker. I, I think Baker's could be an outstanding quarterback. He just needs consistency uh, at, at, at the head coaching position, at the coordinating position, especially
5: at the system that he runs. We'll see. It hadn't, hadn't been done yet. To say it's pretty close to getting him over there. Mm-hmm. And are they a little, little bit easier on letting Mayfield go now that 20 of the 24 lawsuits have been settled? And it looks like Deshaun Watson might actually play. Does that have anything to do with it? Oh, I think Deshaun Watson, it, the league is going to hammer him big
4: time. I, I don't think he'll be the full season, but I think he'll be more than six games, maybe eight, maybe ten. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. But so, I mean, has... the, the league did. Sorry, Jay. The league did come out and say that these settlements have nothing to do with their
5: investigation.
6: Yeah.
5: What? Well, I don't know. At my point was does it have something to do with what Cleveland's going to do? With with Mayfield, are they? Oh, is he, they, is he they? easier to trade now that it looks like there might be a small light at the end uh, of the tunnel? It's not a train.
3: I think so. Yeah, a little, little bit. He's got is one it, year remaining on four-year contract, thirty-two point eight million dollars, yeah. and or thirty two point six million point six. Can't afford him contract next season. Mayfield That's scheduled to make eighteen point eight million. The Browns reportedly want to pay nearly half of that amount, owed to Mayfield to facilitate a trade if possible. So Mayfield has played four seasons. With the Browns being drafted first overall in 2018 and 59 starts in Cleveland, Mayfield went 29 and 30, throwing for 14,125 yards and 92 touchdowns, 56 interceptions. So uh, the Browns qualified for the playoffs only once with Mayfield as the start of the 2020, uh, 2020 season or postseason. Uh, Mayfield ended up going one uh, went one for one, throwing for 467 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. So it went one and one, not one for one. <laughs> with 467 yards. That'd be a long touchdown. All right. So we'll continue live from AVX. Ivan Mazel is going to come up next on 3Media. We'll talk Arch Manning and much more. College football News and Notes with Ivan Mazel. Stay with us. Built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800 448 1962. That's 800 448 1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners. For a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown
9: Homewood are online at Siebel'scottage.com. letter O
3: All right, welcome back in on this Thursday edition. Jay Barker's show with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and uh, we got Charles Barkley going to be joining us coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll talk NBA draft with him, but joining us now from On3 Media. And a great company, and uh, Shannon Terry, who has put this together, many rivals 24-7 and uh, so many great recruiting sites. But it's so much more, and they've gone out and hired the best of the best. And one of those guys, a good friend of the show, is Ivan Maysdale, and uh, such a great uh, opportunity to have him on. He's actually traveling to Tuscaloosa today. But Ivan, great to have you on. Hope you're doing well. Hope your family's doing well and uh, having a great um, summer so far.
10: Thank you, Jay. It's uh, it, You know, it's hot down here. I, I'd forgotten that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a little humid, is it not? You step out, it's like hitting the oven. Oh, my goodness. It's oh, so hard my to breathe. <laughs> hey first of all tell, tell us about on three media a lot of people have you know have heard about it have seen it and in, in the emergence of this company and uh what they've done uh, what the founders done and what you guys have been able to accomplish over this last football season but really heading into this next uh, fall but how it all came together and kind of how you became a part of it
10: well i'd be delighted to uh we turned the lights on august 1st of last year uh we've been Growing, uh, very heavily into the recruiting space. If you followed our coverage of Arch Manning, you've you've seen that. We're very heavily into team sites. Uh, we've probably got about, I, I don't even know right now, somewhere between 20 and 25 team sites that we've either purchased existing ones or created new ones. And, uh, you know, that, they feed us content and subscribers, and we, you know, it's a two-way road there. Uh, we we do have, uh, it's a subscription site for a lot of the recruiting content. Uh, I am, what I write is uh, not, you don't need a subscription to see what I write and what a few of the other guys write. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm just doing what I've always done, which is just try to tell stories.
6: Ivan,
4: you obviously know the big news of the day in what has probably been the most high-profile recruitment in college football history. Arch Manning decides to go to Texas. What is your uh, immediate reaction when uh, you read or heard the news?
10: Well, the, the tea leaves, uh, Lars, certainly seemed to indicate that. Uh, and, you know, And if you looked at it, uh, Sark, Steve Sarkeesian, I don't have to tell Alabama fans you know, how good he is in developing quarterbacks. And uh, Austin is a terrific school and uh, a great city to be a college kid in. I mean, there's a lot to like about being there. And uh, for a guy like Arch Manning that's, uh, you know, has done everything right up to this point, uh, both athletically and academically, I can see the you know why he'd be attracted by Texas. You know, so, uh, I, you know, you're always curious about the timing of, of when a, a high school junior slash senior to be decides he's going to announce. And uh, maybe it has to do with the Manning Academy being this coming weekend. Maybe he wanted to get it out of the way. I, you know that I don't know, but. Uh, it, this was, uh, you know, this is where it seemed to be heading.
5: Hey, Ivan, it's Matt Coulter. We hadn't spoken in a long time. I, I trust you're doing well. I I'm, yeah, great uh, to hear your voice. I'm interested. Yeah, you too, Ivan. Uh, we go, golly, we go way back. Um, may I ask why you're going to Tuscaloosa? Are you and Nick going to have dinner tonight at Cypress Inn? <laughs> well, I to be
10: honest, with you, i have trying. Yeah, I'm trying to disappear in July, so if I was going to do any interviews down there, it needed to be this week. So uh, that's why
5: I'm going there. Hey, do you think that uh, Texas's huge bucks and the NIL had any influence on Arch's decision to go become a Longhorn?
10: Uh, I can't imagine. Uh, that it would have a, a huge effect. I mean, because an Arch Manning is going to attract dollars wherever he goes to school, A. And B, you know, a guy coming from his background is not going to be making a decision because of money. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think. I mean, I, I would be stunned if that were the case. Uh, and, and if you think about it, Matt, you know, He'd be the bomb in Tuscaloosa. He'd be the bomb in Athens. I mean, he, you know, the, the attention is going to follow him wherever he goes. Uh, that's the uh, the allure and the price uh, of being a Manning, so of uh, being a talented Manning. So uh, I don't know that that you know whatever Texas has got going on in the NIL space really made all that much of a difference. I'd be surprised.
3: Again, talking with Ivan so, Mizell so. from On Three Media. How, how much do you think Texas coming into the SEC had something to do with his decision to go to Texas?
6: Well, I'm sure it helped. You know, uh, uh, you know,
10: any kid is going to want to play against the best competition, and uh, and Texas is clearly taking that step up. You know, I mean, uh, uh, so I I would think it would help, and, and boy, you know. I mean, the people in Bristol just got to be popping champagne corks. I mean, it's not, <laughs> I, you, know, you know, the SEC moving to ESPN would be big in and of itself, but now it's going to be big with uh, a, you know, developing Arch Manning in the first season that they moved there. You know, so, you know, I mean, that's just going to be huge.
4: Ivan, mean, so... Texas landed Quinn Ewers as a transfer in December. And we, all, we know that Ewers, he was the top quarterback recruit in the class of 2021. Uh, immensely talented. So this is setting up now for a battle for the, high, for the starting position between Ewers and Manning to be one of the most high-profile quarterback competitions we've seen in a long time. Do you think, and I know this is looking way ahead, the way college football is now, can both of these guys be on the Texas roster for the, the next four, three, four years?
10: So so you're ruling out Hudson Card, are you, Lars? Uh, uh,
6: I uh, am. Yes, I am. Sorry. Okay, all
10: right. All right. just wanted to be sure. Uh, well, look, yours, if Ewers develops into what everybody thinks he can be, next year will be his third year. So, uh, it's conceivable that it could also be his final year. I mean, who knows? But, uh, we don't know if he'll, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Quinn Ewers. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, if there were ever a high profile guy that would not have, have an issue with sitting and learning for a year, I would think it would be a Manning. And, you know, and I, they're, they're aware. You know, he I, he knows the roster. He knows what's going on there. And uh, if he's got to share time or, or sit behind Quinn Ewers for a year, I'm sure that that's, you know, uh, he's already put that into the equation.
5: Ivan, here's the most important question you're going to probably get all day, if not all year. You, Scott Griffin, and myself went to eat dinner at Fleming's many years ago, and you ordered a craft beer. And Lars, Lars, I can't explain this to Lars, even though I've tried. You ordered a craft beer, and it had a little bit too much foam, a little bit too much head. And you did a little trick with a napkin, and suddenly that beer was perfect. Lars doesn't believe me because I can't duplicate your action. Could you please explain to me? How to take the head off a of beer?
10: Well, god, I hate giving away my secrets. Actually, what happens is if you if you get a beer if you get a beer that doesn't have a head on it then what you want to do is release the carbon dioxide in the beer, which is what the foam is because you know, why drink the carbon dioxide? That's how beer bloats you. So if you take preferably a clean napkin, uh, but a, <laughs> a paper napkin uh, coaster and just roll it up and dip it in and out of the beer and release the gas, then all of a sudden the foam comes out and you, you have a head on the beer for a minute and then it you know, goes away and then you're just you have room for more beer and less gas.
5: There you go. There it is, Lars. I had I had yes, it backwards. Yes. But no, is th- that, that's compelling stuff. That is. That is information we all can use. That, that, does that suggest... work on a flat beer? Does it work on a flat beer? Probably not because there's no carbon dioxide in it. Okay. Right, um, yeah. You know, what we're going to have to do, <laughs> you're going to be in Tuscaloosa. We'll come over and we'll all try this out tonight. <laughs> oh, i have to be in Tuscaloosa tonight. <laughs> Science. yeah <laughs>
10: Uh, where, Where's Bill Nye, the science uh, guy, when you need him?
5: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, no doubt. He got married. <laughs> how,
4: how, how's that expense budget, Ivan? When when we were at SI together, we had unlimited expense accounts. Those were the days. Uh,
10: yeah, they were the days. Uh, and it, it it's funny thinking about the way SI used to operate. You know, when we were cub reporters. And, uh, and how different a world it is. But we were able to learn uh, in some very nice and elegant places. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us your,
3: your your take on the Crimson Tide uh, since you're heading to Tuscaloosa. Just kind of what you see of them this year. Where do you see them finishing up?
10: Well, I, you know, they got the... Uh, I'm not going to say anything anybody doesn't already know. I mean, they've got some questions to answer on the offensive line, uh, and, and that receiver. But, and really, you know, we assume the, we assume the running back will be fine, but, you know, he's got to prove he can step up in class. So, uh, you know, you have to think, if you're an Alabama fan, you don't want Bryce Young to have to be a magician. You just want him to be able to do what he can do as he did last year. And the defense is going to be terrific, you know, uh, as long as everybody stays healthy. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's that's what Alabama people expect. And, and this is going to be a defense that will, you know, be, I think, of championship caliber.
3: I agree with you. Ivan, as always, great stuff. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, man. Thanks, Ivan.
10: All right, great to hear you
3: guys. See you. Thank you. Uh, uh, All right, man, thank you. Safe travels, T-Town. All right, we'll continue. Coming up, we'll finish up hour number one, and at 1 o'clock, about 103, 105, Charles Barkley will join us. We'll talk NBA draft. Stay with us. We'll be back.
2: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham.
0: The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Heat is on again today across Central Alabama. A little in the way of relief in
5: the form of cooling showers and storms. That'll change by early next week, but mostly sunny in hot conditions. Today is Friday, 98 today, time high today, 70, 10, and 97
0: tomorrow. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on tide 100.9. It's 98 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For
1: this to happen, Major
5: Land, right now. In the middle of the summer, where now you you know you've got Jonte Cook and Jonah Wilson, you've got some big time receivers coming on campus uh, this weekend. You've got a couple in the fold already, uh, Naming Ryan Niblett out of out of Aldi Eisenhower. This is you can't put into context proper context how just massive With this to happen.
3: flagship radio affiliate Longhorns, the Horn FM, Craig and Jeff reacting to the breaking news of Arch Manning's decision, the biggest news in college football today, his decision to go to the Texas Longhorns over Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and Virginia, the teams that he visited throughout the summer, but made his decision. He's right. We brought this up. Now it's about recruiting. What guys can he convince to come in, be a part of the program that they want to build at, uh, with him at the uh, helm as the quarterback and also Quinn years uh, continues to be the uh the uh, quarterback as well they'll be competing for uh that position for the uh, texas longhorns so good stuff there by those guys i mean they're they're right i mean it's a huge get a big win for sarkeesian and uh, also a big deal for the recruiting process of a lot of the guys
4: that quarterback room is suddenly the most talented in the country i mean there's just no doubt about it uh quinn ewers right he was widely regarded as the top quarterback in the class of 2021 they also have uh, Malik Murphy who was uh, an ESPN 300 recruit in the class of 2022 and Hudson Card who I dismissed as somebody who <laughs> couldn't wouldn't be the starter over Quinn Ewers guess what he was ESPN's number 2 quarterback recruit in the class of 2020 and now you add Arch Manning to that room uh, there, there 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 will be a uh an exodus of a few quarterbacks at Texas no question but they are in really good shape and, um, you know, I, I, this really underscores the recruiting ability of Sark. Now, we've got to remember, Texas got beat by Kansas last year. Texas got blown out by your Arkansas Razorbacks 40 mm-hmm. to 21. And that really is a barometer for how far this program needs to go to compete with the middle of the pack of the SEC. They've
5: got to build around them. But and they will, yeah. and and you pointed out something when, actually before we got on the show that Arch did this so they can rec- exactly recruit. what you said recruit yeah. around him. Yeah. But how big a splash is if Sark can continue? And I, I think there's still maybe some questions on what he's coaching on the field. But the the numbers and the amount of money that ta- are they going to come into the SEC as one of the favorites to win it in their first year?
3: Uh, they might. I mean, they might that, I mean, That will be his first uh, kind of real, I guess, chance to be the, the guy. Uh, the, the, the thing that helps them is in the state of Texas because no. A&M, when they got the SEC logo, I mean, they, that really propelled them in a sense either even or above Texas at times. And now this is bringing them back in line where they want to be. They want to be the top dog. They got the top recruit in the country coming in for 2023 with Art Spanning. Big get for Steve Sarkeesian.
5: I, I kind of – get chills when I think about the possibility of Arch Manning bringing Texas into Bryant-Denny Stadium. Woo! You, you remember That's the fun. Archie Manning versus oh, yeah. the Scott Hunter deal mm-hmm. in 69? Yeah. Woo! Right there in Birmingham, Legion Field. Yeah, there were 195,000
3: people there. <laughs> That's right. It only held 65. <laughs> 195,000 right. were I love,
4: <laughs> love to. I love how Arch Manning made his announcement. He had never tweeted before. He made his first ever tweet uh, to make the announcement on his verified Twitter account. And his bio simply says, high school student. Guess how many followers he has now, guys? Over
3: 28,000. 28,
5: yeah. <laughs> like, within a couple hours, yeah. at best? 28,000. Like, 20, like and I like
3: the fact that he didn't make any mention of, like, why. Or yep. they just hook him horns. That's it. All right, we'll continue. Charles Barkley coming up next. On the other side, we'll talk NBA draft. Andrew Bone at one we We'll talk more about Arch Manning, his decision for the Texas Longhorns.
0: We'll be back.
3: white glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's behambroker.com. Sell your car through behambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer.
9: It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for a high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. Cure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O.
0: WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should. I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in
2: a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, and one. member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show.
3: Okay. Hi, right, welcome back in. We got Charles Barkley coming up, and uh, we'll get his take on Golden State and the Celtics in the uh, NBA Finals. Also, we got uh, the NBA draft coming up. Javari Smith from the Auburn Tigers, and uh, where will he end up? Will he be the number one pick overall for the Orlando Magic, or could it be Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren, uh, maybe even Paolo uh, Bank Uh, uh So uh, the uh, kid from Duke. So a lot, a lot to get into. Houston Rockets sitting at number three. Oklahoma City sitting at that number two spot as well. And if you look at Jabari and uh, his numbers, uh, he's 19 years old, averaged 16.9 points, 7.4 points uh, or rebounds in his lone season at Auburn. And against top 25 teams when facing them, he averaged 20.8 points and 6.4 rebounds. So uh, we'll see what Charles Barkley has to say or think about uh, this when it comes to. the uh, NBA draft. But let's start with Charles Barkley. First of all, welcome in. Thanks for being with us. And uh, as always, hope you had a great Father's Day.
11: Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, uh, I'm a grandfather now. I I skipped past Father's Day (laughs) and goes Grandfather's Day. (laughs) I love it. it I love it. It uh, was a special day.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Any surprises uh, with with the, the finals? We'll start there before we get to the draft. But NBA Finals, Golden State wins it over the Celtics, another celebration for them and uh, what Steph Curry continues to do in that entire team and organ- organization. But uh, just kind of give us your thoughts on the NBA Finals.
11: Well, Steph was the man, obviously, but I think you've got to give the general manager a lot of credit because, you know, when they made that Wiggins trade a couple of years ago, nobody thought he was going to end up being the second-best player on the championship team. And also, Otto Porter Jr. played well. And then, obviously, Jordan Poole. So I think you've got to give a lot of credit, a lot of credit to Bob Myers. But, hey, man, Steph was Steph, and uh, the best team won.
4: Charles, how many more years does Golden State have as it currently constructed? Uh, is, is is the window still open for them for one, two, three more years to compete for championships?
11: Well, obviously, their three best players are, are older, but, man, they got some really young guys. I mean, think about it. The number one pick in the draft a couple of years ago didn't even play this year, uh, Wiseman. And you got Kaminga, who I think is going to be a terrific player. And you got Jordan Poole, and you got the kid from Arkansas, Moody, who plays sporadically in the playoffs. I don't even know why they didn't play him in the finals. But, man, they're, I'm telling you, their their window is, it is wide, wide open with those young kids they got. Now, obviously, I think the thing that's going to be important is the salary cap. Because I said on another interview last week, I was a little concerned that Jordan Poole and uh, Andrew Wiggins were talking about getting paid right in the middle of the championship celebration. Because you can't pay everybody. I mean, that's just physically impossible. Because you got Clay, Dre, and Steph all making max money. But you're going to have to, I mean, I, I even think Looney's a free agent. Uh, uh, so it's going to be very interesting how they put that team together going forward.
5: Charles Barkley is our guest here on the Jay Barker Show. Let's move on to the NBA draft. First pick, is it Smith? Is the, is the kid from Gonzaga, the 7'2 guy, is he a viable candidate? And also, please tell us in Charles Barkley's eyes what who coached who do, Walker Kessler became an NBA first rounder in one year at Auburn. How did that happen?
11: Well, I think, uh, you know, first of all, you know how Bruce is just a terrific coach. Bruce going to put you in a position to be successful. I'm so honored and proud that he's our coach, but he's going to put you in a position to be successful. Uh, and same thing, actually, with Nate Oates you know, over in Tuscaloosa. I mean, that guy's a hell of a coach. I mean, Herb Jones arguably one of the easily best rookies in the NBA this year. So we got two great coaches in our state now. But, man, I tell you what, it's intriguing the draft tonight because Jabari's terrific, Banquero's terrific. Now the ace in the hole is the 100 kid, and he is a special talent. But the one issue, he's going to have to gain 20, 30 pounds so, so if you take him, you're going to have to be patient because, you know, you can't let a guy grab, grab 30, 40 pounds in one year. He's probably got to gradually gain 10 to 15 each the next couple of years because as you saw in the NCAA tournament, when he played against big teams, he was in foul trouble the whole time and those were against college kids. Uh, I mean, he got some special skills, but man, like I said, he's probably 20, 30, 40 pounds. I'm actually watching highlights of him right now, and he played against Memphis. And the other kid who's probably going high in the draft, uh, he was just physically manhandling. uh But man, it's a very going to be a very interesting draft. I cannot wait to watch tonight.
3: Visiting with Charles Barkley, who does Chet Holmgren remind you of? Like any any other guys that have come into the league that did gain the weight that became successful. Had success in the league. Well,
11: you know that's a great that's a great question. I, uh, I don't know to be honest with you because he plays a lot. He's got Dirk Nowitzki type skills, but you know Dirk was an older kid. I mean these kids come coming uh, after one six months in college, but because listen, the NBA is as much as we hate it, uh, it's still going to be physical. So uh, it's uh, like I say, it's got to be intriguing. But Jabari man, he's a terrific young player. Uh, I enjoyed watching him play. I did. I enjoyed watching him play at Auburn this year. Uh, but you know, in Kessler, I'm not sure where Kessler's going. To be honest with you, I don't know if he's going. Uh, I don't know if he's going in the first round. Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I hope he does, but I don't know if he's going in the first round.
3: Well, what was it like for you sitting around on draft night, draft day, uh, as a former player and and knowing uh, and seeing kind of. Where you would end up as what number one uh, was it five overall pick uh, for the 76ers? Uh, 76ers yeah? And talk about that those moments for you as uh, you were at Auburn at that time, Sonny Smith, and and just kind of what that night was like, and how different is the draft now than it was then.
11: Well, it's it's, a, it's probably one of the more exciting days in your life, if not the first of all, it's the most exciting days these kids' life ever. Uh, the, the, the first time you get drafted, draft night is pretty special. My draft night sucked. If you, if I, I've told this story before, you know uh, <laughs> when I when I left school, uh, when my agent tells me like uh, the 76ers had me come in, and I weighed two hundred and ninety two pounds at the time, <laughs> and the Sixers says people are concerned about your weight, and so we want you to get down to two eighty five. So I went down to Texas and got down about 285. This was like a month before the draft. And then my agent tells me like three days before the draft, you do know if the Sixers draft, you, they can only pay you $75,000, right? I'm like, what do you mean? They're over the cap. And uh, I says, well, I didn't leave college for $75,000. So (laughs) I went on. a, a So three days before the draft, I got to stop in Philly. I gotta stop in Philly and have them weigh me, so I went on an eating expedition. I went out the next three nights. We had big steak dinners, went to dinner for breakfast, ate like two grand slams. Uh, so I doing, <laughs> so so I got up, I jump on the scale in Philly, and I'm weighing three o two, and the owner of cursing me out, and blah blah blah. And I'm kind of laughing, me and my agent. And they, I'm thinking the Sixers are going to pass on me. And let me tell you something. If you go back and look at that tape, when they when they said with the third, the fifth pick in the draft, the 76 Sixers select Charles Barkley, I'm like, holy crap. I left college with $75,000. And uh, they end up trading like three players. And I think my first contract was four years, $2 million. So it worked out great. But I ain't going to lie to you. I was pissed on draft night. Cause I went on it. I got from 285. I got from 285 to 302 in three days. I ate grand slam breakfast for lunch uh, every day. And then like I say we went to the biggest. We went to the biggest steakhouse in Texas both nights in a row and three nights in a row. And when I got off that plane in Philly, I knew I had gained some weight. And when I got on that scale and it said 310, boy, that owner called me every name in the book. Uh, but, uh, you know what, thanks to Mosin Malone, he got me in shape, and the rest is history.
5: And on that draft day, I was sitting in your mother's living room, one of the finest experiences of my life, Charles. That was uh, that was a whole lot of fun in uh, your career. It's yeah, I'm going to steer away from the NBA and the draft because you and I have a few things in common, but one of them is modern family. Uh, I think it's one yeah. of the greatest sitcom shows in the history. Mm-hmm. Now, you ended up having an appearance on a show, and I, I think we also have something else very much in common. I'm a huge Julie Bowen fan. Can you just go through that and, and talk about how that all came together? Because she was a, she's a fan of yours, right?
11: Yeah, you know, that was really cool and special. I do agree with you. I think Modern Family... Just the writing and every character is important. You know, a lot of times those shows, only a couple of characters are legendary and the rest are just living off their dime. But every character on Modern Family was amazing. And Julie, for some reason, we like each other. I haven't been around her a ton, but she's one of the coolest ladies I know. And I will tell you something else. Uh, Ed, uh, he was so awesome we ended up have, sitting around talking in between shooting because I had been a big fan of Eds from a uh, man. I forget the sitcom he was on, um, was one of the well, other I love and marriage sitcoms.
6: or was it?
11: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. Uh, so Julie was great. It was great, but man, that was one of the things. Like when they called it, "Would I be on Modern Family?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I want to be on Modern Family," <laughs> because, it, because you are correct. Is one of the greatest shows ever.
3: And was, it, was it Love and Marriage? Was that was the name marriage. of the? It was a Sinatra song. Sinatra song yeah, was Love a theme song, and, yeah. but I can't remember. And he was, yes,
5: he so played. So. He played Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Yeah. Al Bundy. Uh, Al Bundy uh, and how, how yes, that slips. Did. That's it. Yeah. How that married with children? Married with children.
11: Yeah, thank you. Listen. How about two of the greatest sitcoms ever for one dude? That's pretty amazing, isn't it?
5: That is. Yeah, it really is. And he played college football, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did.
3: Uh, I, I think I've seen every episode of Modern Family. That was a huge thing for our
11: family with the kids growing up. Well, crazy. well you know, like sometimes uh, like, like sometime when I'm sitting around doing nothing like now, there's a station, I think it's called <laughs> E, that just has, has yeah. all their shows on a loop. And I don't care how many times I've seen it, you just laugh your ass (laughs) off. It's hilarious.
3: I know. (sighs) So good. All right, so your pick tonight, number one, Jabari?
11: You know, this is a question you have to ask yourself. Are we close to winning? Because if you take Jabari or Banquero, you're probably going to win an extra – 20 games. Do you want to take Holmgren and be back in the lottery next year and let him get bigger and stronger and get another lottery pick next year instead of winning 20 youth games? That's a decision Orlando and Oklahoma City are going to have to make tonight because they got the first two picks. Because if you take Jabari and Ben both of those kids are ready for the NBA right now. They're going to, and you might win an extra ten, fifteen, twenty 15, 20 games, but you're still going to be back in the lottery next year. But if you take a you said, okay, we're going to take this kid. We're going to put him on a great weightlifting program. We're going to be patient with him. We're going to get another lottery pick next year. And we're going to be set for the future. Uh, so it's a very interesting decision, uh, but Bancaro and Jabari are made for today's NBA where you, you know, everybody switches everything. You have to be able to guard one, two, three. If you're a big guy and Jabari is going to be a great defender. He's got a great motor. Same thing with Bancaro. Uh, but man, it's, it's going to be you, whoever drafting tonight is going to earn their salary. Cause you, you, I don't think you can screw up taking any of those three, but it depends on where you're at as an organization. Uh, are we close to winning? I'm taking Jabari or Bancaro. If I can be k- patient, like, and I want to get another lottery pick next year, I, I might take hunger, But it's going to be very uh, fun to watch tonight. And, and first of all, for me, I think it'd be great for Auburn because uh, I'm pretty damn sure we ain't never had the number one pick in the draft. Uh, am I right or wrong <laughs> on that?
5: No, you're, uh, no, you're, you're right. right on that. Yep. Yeah, that, you
11: know what, that man. Seven, hey, always, that,
5: go ahead.
11: That would go be ahead. great for Auburn if he went number one.
3: Always, yeah, that would be uh, unbelievable. Always great to have you. on. Next time you're in Birmingham um, and, and out in the Leeds area, Birmingham area, come see us. Come studio yeah. with, a yeah. time come
11: with us, Mister Tom. Come us, I'll leave you hey, with this. Hey, we'll lo- yeah, I- hey, I'm gonna tell go you ahead. something. Thank y'all for having me. And listen, once I found our arch Manning one come to Tuscaloosa, my day couldn't get any better than that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm uh, glad you brought that up one of a time hey, I'll, leave you, with, I'll le- leave you with this when life gives you lemonade make lemons life will make uh, or make lemons life will make all life yep. what? <laughs> it's not, that's, that's a modern family oh. quote I totally oh, messed hey, it up I
11: love it I love it I love it guys hey, thank y'all for having me
3: uh, thank you Charles Bill Dunphy of Modern Family when life make, gives you lemonade make lemons life will make all, like, what?
5: From his, that's from his book. Right? It, is. it is. It's the book yeah, that he, yeah. he gave to his daughter yeah. going to college. Yeah.
4: And Phil Dumphy's great character. What you know his what his middle name
5: is? Humphrey.
6: Humphrey.
3: Humphrey. His name <laughs> is Phil <laughs> and, Humphrey and I loved the, the relationship that's with his dad. Great. When he calls his dad and, like, Zoom him or bring him in to, like, help him repair stuff. Um, the other one, though, is um, when the father... Who we just talked about Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, Who's, uh, Jay. Yeah, Jay. How did I forget that? So Jay is sitting there waiting for um, Manny's dad to come, and his dad's stuck at the uh, casino, supposed to pick him up, take him to Disneyland. Yeah. And they're on the curb, and he comes out, and he's like, you know, you know, his dad calls and tells Jay that, and Jay comes out and consoles him, said, "Hey, let's just go," you know. And then at the very end of that segment or the show, they the, the, they kick it back to him at the end. He says, "You know, ninety percent of being a father." Is just showing up, just being there, you know, which it is. And I think I always thought they brought some great points there at the end of of those episodes and stuff. All right, uh, man, Arch, Martin family, Charles Barkley, NBA draft. We got it all in. Let's take a break. We'll come back and continue. At the bottom of the hour, Andrew Bone's going to join us. We'll talk Arch Manning more with him recruiting the impact for the Crimson Tide as well.
2: You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham.
0: Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. It is is to get today across central Alabama. A little in
5: the way of relief in the form of cooling showers and storms. That'll change by early next week. With mostly sunny and hot conditions today and Friday. 98 today, top high
0: today, 70, minutes, 97 tomorrow. And meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 96 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: A little lightning segment here, and then we got Andrew Bone coming up here around 130, 132, somewhere in there. But, um... Any uh, thoughts, Charles Barkley, uh, having him on me, he always, he's always great. Oh, uh, some great comments, but um thought he made a great point. We all talked about it in the break. Holmgren, get Holmgren. him, and then build on getting back to the lottery, get another great pick, but, man, Jabari Smith has been a great player. Uh,
5: allow me this, and I'm stealing it, although I I knew it and I remember it. Uh, Bruce Pearl, an article on AL.com, is talking about mm-hmm. Holmgren versus Smith, and, of course, he's pulling for his home guy. Sure he is. And he said, you never really know what's going to happen with a project like that, and he brought to mind a name that would immediately make me want to take Javari Smith, Sean Bradley. You remember him? Oh yeah. He was seven six, and everybody thought he was going to be a game changer. I remember yeah. talking to Wimp about it. Yeah, Wimp said, "You got to take a seven foot six guy. I mean, it, you have to." Uh, and it turns out he was not bad but he wasn't winning championships, right? Correct. Correct. And uh, I believe
4: he ended up passing away in a car accident over in oh, Africa. You know, is that right? I'm going to look it up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that is the right comp uh, just because this kid is so good at going to the rim. And, um, you know, yeah, he's got this skinny frame. Uh, and, there's, and when you're that skinny you're going to have injury concerns, but man, um, he's a, he, 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 uh, he's a good defender, a rim protector. Um, he, as a, as a, on offense, he rated in the 99th percentile around the rim and he's got the ability to affect and block shots. And, um, Boy. I mean he's a Ford and I mean he's yeah. He's, I see him listed at seven foot, may, he might be seven one, seven two, but he's like about two hundred pounds. Uh so, so he's a project and it's always it's interesting to me these guys who you know don't make that much noise in college, they suddenly become stars in the NBA, which just mm-hmm. illustrates the college game and the NBA game. So different. two different games yes. <laughs> all together.
5: Um Bradley is not the guy that had the accident. want to make sure that he's oh. still alive. Oh, geez. So, I, 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 that's, that's my okay. bad. No, but I I feel you because I, there something like that did happen. I can't remember exactly who the player was. But I also agree with you on another count. I think Holmgren's skill set at this point is way ahead of Sean Bradley. Bradley was seven six, and that was his biggest advantage was shot blocking and going to the rim, whereas Holmgren has... He can dribble drive, got a three. Oh, it is different.
4: Yeah, uh, Sean Bradley, excuse me, he was uh, paralyzed from the chest down in a bicycle crash, and um, yes, that was uh, several, several years ago.
3: All right, we got Andrew Bones. we we'll be talking about Alabama and uh, the impact Arch Manning as far as now landing at Texas. Has on the Crimson Tide and uh, kind of where they're at. Also, uh, after that, we'll get into some Nebraska recruiting. I saw a story today Nebraska football taking care of business with in state recruiting. We'll get Lars Anderson's take on that. Go big red. Lars, a little big red bone there on the uh, right right here on the uh, and with Andrew Bone, uh, maybe get his take at the very end of it as well. All right. uh, Stay with us. We'll be back. Andrew Bone joining us from Bama Insider and uh, also uh, rivals.com. Two six nine. And shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to siebelscottage.com and order anything you want and type in J. Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on the J. Barker Show. Siebels in downtown Homewood
9: or online at
3: siebelscottage.com.
9: letter O
3: Alright, welcome back in, Andrew Bone joining us now from Bama Insider and a part of Rivals Network and always great to have him on our recruiting analyst and uh, guy that's Done a terrific job, not only uh, when it comes to that, also his uh, book, The Road to Bama, Incredible Twist and Probable Turns Along the Crimson Tide Recruiting Trail. Andrew J. Bone, that's Andrew, the letter J, Bone at Andrew J. Bone. That is his Twitter handle. That is his book right here in front of me, right now, as you see. And, uh, but he is joining us now. Andrew, great to have you on. And Arch Manning made his decision. Texas, it is. He'll be a Longhorn uh, and did not uh, choose Alabama, Clemson. Who are the others? Georgia and Virginia, I think, in the mix. But uh, we wanted to get you on, kind of to get your take and uh, kind of your, your feelings on this. Uh, you kind of l- leaned toward uh, Texas and, and said, look, you know, it's going to be between them, probably in Alabama. And uh, just kind of get your thoughts on his
12: decision today. Yeah, how about coming out with his first tweet, uh, announcing his commitment to, uh, to Texas? <laughs> I thought that was uh, you know, pretty crazy. You, know, you, you watch these kids. Um, you know go through this whole recruiting process you know some are more flashy than others Um, as far as you know how they interact with media and how they conduct themselves on social media and you you just never really heard much from arch i mean he and his family just were very private throughout the entire process now you know there were some some days where uh you know they would talk but you had to be at a at a football game or you had to be you know, at one of his his practices, I think his coach did most of the uh, most of the talking and and uh, you know really complimented every school that was involved in his recruitment. But in the end, you know, I knew that Alabama was going to be you know it was going to be pretty tough for them to to squeeze in two quarterbacks at such a high caliber high caliber quarterback such as Eli Holstein and Arch Manning. You know, they weren't going to say no to uh, Holstein just because of how highly regarded they they think of him and had a chance to work him out a couple different times and really liked him a lot, so they weren't going to say no to him just to wait to see what Arch was going to do. Obviously, they would have still taken Arch's commitment. He had a great official visit a few weeks ago, and yeah, I think Alabama certainly tried to sell him on being uh, you know, one of two quarterbacks uh, in the class. But you know, as we know, Georgia, Texas, both of those schools you know, considered him the only guy that they were really targeting, and the only guy that they were going to take until uh until he made a decision, so in the end he ends up committing to Texas. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about we talked about him every single week on the show, uh, thanks to Lars. But um, you know he's a guy that <laughs> everyone wanted to um you know he's a guy everybody wanted to just predict on what he was going to do. You know, anytime we went to Georgia. Everybody was saying that he was going to end up at Georgia. And then he would go to Texas. People would say the same thing about Texas. Nobody really said that about Alabama. You know, he had some great visits to Alabama. And I think Alabama was certainly heavy on his mind. And I, I don't know if they ended up finishing second or third in his recruitment. Uh, but Texas, um, you know, wins the Arch Manning sweepstakes. And, um, you know, everybody keeps saying Texas is back. You know, I don't, think, I don't think we're there just yet. I think we've got to wait and see what they're going to be able to do on the field over the course of the next, uh, couple of years, especially with, uh, with Arts there. And, you know, they also have Quinn Ears, who, who is the number one quarterback in the country, uh, you know, two years ago. And, you know, we were all talking about, you know, all the NIL deals that he was getting, you know, from when he, uh, signed with Ohio State. Now he's at Texas. So, you know, is Arts going to, you know, play behind him for the next couple of years or is Art's going to come in and potentially, um, you know, win that quarterback job. You know, we'll just have to wait and see. But, um, but you know, the biggest thing for Texas, you know, they can get some top recruits and um, they've got to start winning And or uh, since Art's not going to have a job over there.
4: Yeah, I think people need to remember that Kansas beat them last year and Arkansas, which is a sort of middle of the road SEC team, uh, throttled them pretty good. Uh, So they have a ways to go. I mean, just because you get a quarterback uh, like uh, Arch Manning doesn't magically mean that you're suddenly going to transform into a national title contender. Um, Andrew, can you give us just a, a scouting report on Arch and then this question is now easy to ask because he's not coming to uh, Alabama, uh, and our obsession is now over officially. Um, but uh, would he have been so highly touted if his last name wasn't Manning?
12: I think so. Uh, you know, he doesn't do a lot of the uh, you know, the top quarterback camps, uh, or you know, he, he does compete in seven on seven tournaments, but. Uh, you know, you're not going to see him at a rivals camp or an underarm camp or anything like that. It just doesn't go out and get, uh, you know, seen like that. But, you know, so many different people have gone out and evaluated him and, and watched him closely. And, you know, David Morris from uh, quarterback country, you know, does such a great job with guys and has for several years and trains us you know, so many of the best guys throughout the entire country and, uh, you know, has really raved about him. And, you know, I think, you know, talking to him, talking to different you know, people and people who've seen him and, you know, watching his highlight video. I mean, you know, this is a very, you know, accurate passer. He's also a big kid. I mean, he's not, you know, it's not like he's, you know, six feet tall. I mean, this is a, you know, 6'3", 6'4", you know, 215-pound quarterback. It's got a cannon for an arm and, you know, very smart decision-maker and, you know, very high football IQ and definitely somebody that, you know, You know, can obviously help the 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 transport the Texas program um, here in the future, and I think that it's you know his commitment is obviously big. It's big for Texas, not because they're getting Arch Manning, but what Arch Manning potentially brings. I mean, there's a lot of recruits out there that that have that want to play with Arch Manning. You know, there's kids that have come out and said um, they want to go to you know whatever school Arch Manning ends up going to, and we've seen some top end guys that have said that throughout this whole recruiting process. And so now with him getting his decision over with, now he turns into you know, a big recruiter for Texas. And we'll see you know, how successful he is uh, in that regard.
5: Um, a quick A and a B here from me, Andrew. Uh, first, with the signing or the commitment from Eli, did Alabama kind of see the handwriting on the wall and we've all heard the extraordinary numbers coming out of Texas that uh, of what Arch Manning might possibly make in NIL. Did that have anything to do with
12: it? I'd be surprised if NIL had really a major factor in his recruitment. I mean, his family, is, his his family uh, parents are very wealthy; don't really need to get NIL deals in place. I mean, he's going to get some great NIL deals. There was no doubt he was going to get NIL, you know, major NIL deals no matter what school he ended up going to. And yeah, you know, I think um you know, with Eli Holstein jumping on board, you know, back a few months ago, I don't necessarily think that Alabama was thinking you know, we need to get him because we're not getting Arch Manning. I don't think that was the case at all because they were very uh you know, heavy with Arch as far as the communication was going. You know, certainly felt like they were in it. Uh, I think even after the official visit a couple of weekends ago, they felt like they had a strong chance to potentially uh, add him as second quarterback but they loved Eli Holstein a lot I mean they saw him in camp last summer continue to heavily pursue him throughout the season after he committed to Texas A&M he um, you know made a few trips to Tuscaloosa including junior day and then came back a couple times during the spring before he actually committed and you know Alabama pressed for him to uh to make a decision or not necessarily to make a decision but they pressed uh, for him to to join the class, they really wanted him uh, you know, on board, and you know, basically told him, you know, you have a chance to commit whenever you want to. So um, just know that. Whenever he decided that he was ready to commit, I guess that was back in April. Uh, you know, Alabama was uh, was very happy to go ahead and get him on board.
3: Alabama recruiting analyst Andrew Bone at Andrew the letter J Bone. That's how you get him on Twitter. To follow all of his uh, activities and things he's doing as far as following recruiting for the Crimson Tide, how did Miles McVeigh make it through Sabin's door?
12: <laughs> you know, I asked the question uh, about a lot of these linemen who end up visiting Alabama um, this summer, but Miles McVeigh is one of the you know, biggest offensive linemen in the uh, in the country. I mean, he's six seven. Uh, probably north 350 right now, but he's a big dude, and um, you know he had a chance to visit Alabama. Uh, arrived on um, Sunday and spent a couple of days in Tuscaloosa. And he's actually taking a visit to Oregon uh, this weekend. But I think uh, I think Alabama's in really good shape with the uh, kid out of East St. Louis, Illinois. I think he's uh, definitely a um, definitely a guy that uh, that we're going to see in Alabama's class eventually.
4: So uh, in missing out on Arch Manning, does Alabama try to add that second quarterback to this class, or are are they done with Eli Holstein?
12: I think they're still trying to look around, see who's uh, going to be available. Heck, you never know. Maybe they'll flip uh, Arch Manning away from Texas. Um, So maybe we'll be talking about him here down the road. Um, Definitely joking. He's not going to flip. But... um, We all went. Dylan Long is definitely <laughs> so
6: you're
12: a guy out of. Yeah, uh, you know, if this is our last conversation with, about Arch Manning on the show, I'm completely fine with it. To be yeah. honest with you, Me too. Me
7: too. Me too. Oh. But, uh, so, but yeah, until he I mean, I starts against it. Alabama.
12: They definitely still like to take another quarterback. Uh, if there's one that they like enough, you know, they're not just going to take anybody. Just to say, we took tw- two quarterbacks. They certainly want to get somebody that. Um, you know, really good. Dylan Lonergan, so you know, one guy that's going to be making a decision on July, the, I believe it was July the 5th out of Georgia. You know, we'll see what happens there over the course of the next few weeks. I'd probably be a little surprised, but he had a great official visit a few weekends ago. And, and now that Arch is officially on board with Texas, Alabama could, you know, really make a strong push um, for Dylan over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, great stuff
5: as always, Andrew. Mm-hmm.
12: Andrew, thank you, my man. Thanks, guys. Have a good
3: one. Uh, you too, and uh, always great to come on. Anytime we need him to get up to date information, and uh, he's not impact. busy today, is he, guys? Uh, a little bit. Uh.
4: You know what I want? He would have been a lot
3: busier if Arch would have committed to Alabama. Oh God!
4: We... I want to see yeah. Arch Manning beat out Quinn yours, Quentin yours, and then have yours transfer to Alabama. Okay,
5: and then they face yes in Tuscaloosa. On a Saturday night,
3: <laughs> I like to see Holstein kid though.
5: I he's a big, he's a big kid. Like Ty kid. Sims, yeah, he, you know yeah. he gets forgotten in this. Yeah. Mid- he had a pretty good spring.
3: Jalen Milrow,
5: I mean Jalen. actually is having I, a great summer. I still think yeah. they need to turn him into some kind of running back, slot, something like that. Yeah. If he's got the eye-hand coordination to catch ball. All right. uh, Alex, have you got AAA loaded? All right, Alex Bauman is our intern. UAB broadcast student, and he brings something to the table. We'll find out whether or not it's worthwhile or not in a minute. (laughs) No pressure, Alex. All right, stay with us. We'll be back.
2: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham.
0: The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Heat is on again today across Central Alabama. A little in the way of relief in the form of cooling
5: showers and storms. That'll change by early next week, but mostly sunny and hot conditions. Today and Friday,
0: 98 today's daytime hot today, 70 to 97 tomorrow. And meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 96 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: Alex Bauman is our intern, and he is in studio. And we let him do AAA for us at the end of the show. Alex's amazing anecdotes. Is that right? Did I get that right? Anecdotes. Anecdotes. And uh, he's got some for us. Do not fail.
5: I put a little pressure (laughs) on him going on the break.
3: Sorry about that, Alex. (laughs) Alex, what you got for us? How about I give you a mic first?
4: (laughs) Philadelphia, eat. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts has filed a trademark application for the phrase "Hurts so good"
6: for clothing. Mm.
4: Well, yep. you know what? If uh, Ohio State can trademark the word "the", the, the or "the," yeah, then <laughs> I see no problem with Jalen Hurts doing this.
5: Yeah, what does John Cougar yeah, Mellencamp exactly. say about
4: this?
3: Yeah, that's the name of his song. It
5: hurts so good, come on, baby. Yeah. I we, mean, I don't we, understand.
3: Every time Cecil Hurt came on, we played that song. Oh, that's good.
4: Uh, Just because you have a song
3: out with that title doesn't mm -hmm. mean you
4: have the the title uh, 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 trademarked. But the song
5: is copyrighted as a piece of work. That's a part of it. Do you remember the 3 Pete? Yeah. Uh, That Pat Riley Riley got. God, he made a lot of money off that. Mm -hmm. Anyway.
3: And there's one that we can't say on radio. That I've, i we had I, it wasn't you. It was uh, some. I don't who was it. it Maybe you early on. I said you can't say the L, G.
5: Let's get mm-hmm. yeah exactly. So <laughs> you, they have scouts be all, over the all over the country. Evidently, they'll come and arrest people like, like me <laughs> if I said the whole phrase. <laughs> like fifty grand to, to
3: a uh, penalty to your to your radio station. So if you uh, whenever you get fired in radio, that's what you do. You go in. <laughs> 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 you repeat that like twenty times. <laughs>
5: oh, yeah. Put put it all back on him. Put it back, uh, yeah. You got another
4: one? I do. Uh, Tyreek Hill has received death threats for the comments <laughs> he made about to attack a and Patrick Mahomes. That's really? silly.
6: Yeah. Uh, from from Patrick or? I guess, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> guess got to be Chiefs fans, right? Tell right, so, so our yeah. audience
3: what the, what the quotes were because that way they'll know why the uh, the death threats came out. All right, hold on. Which he didn't even make.
4: Yeah, I mean, Hill basically said Tyreek, he Hill said Tyreek Hill, that Hill. Yeah. He said that um, that Tua was a more accurate passer than Mahomes.
5: Didn't Mahomes say, yeah, he might be right? Seems like I read that quote I, I th- in the I, middle I, of I it. I thought he handled it very well. I, ah, no. I think so, too. Yeah, but, uh, and, and by the way, yeah. not to do, we don't have enough time to, how can you not find these people? I mean, with all technology it that we have now yeah if some if i if i found some bizarre twitter name whatever and i sent out a text that says i'm gonna knock lars anderson off Mm
6: -hmm.
5: so you think they could find me you will i guess now they could because i just said it on (laughs) air right but
3: (laughs) if something happens to lars we know where to look (laughs) yes
5: lars would you be very careful the next week (laughs) right (laughs) No,
3: but you're right, and it's and, and a lot of times you go, okay, wait a minute. There's things right there that we're watching on these videos of people saying this, you know, uh, this do this do what, and then you're like, we're watching them. We know their name. Why are you not arresting these guys? You're arresting all these other people, but these these people are actually making the statements and and saying it, but you're, they're nowhere to be found, or they're not they're not being prosecuted or being arrested for things.
5: And well You're and right. then there are those that get arrested for showing that they've robbed a convenience store on <laughs> live on Facebook. Look
3: right. what I'm doing. Exactly. Well, I think
5: they're gonna get caught.
3: You yeah. can get
4: banned from Twitter. Yeah, who was How the, about that? The
3: player banned <laughs> was the player from Ole Miss that was smoking marijuana, <laughs> <laughs> had the thing on and yes. did the whole uh, mask. Jeremy oh.
4: Jeremy Tunsil. Tunsil.
3: That's it. Or, or
5: not Jeremy Tunsil. Blair, uh, I, uh, what, yeah. what about uh the Olympic gold medalist guy? Didn't he have a mask on? The swimmer? Oh yeah. Or Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps? <laughs> have you ever been around a lot of swimmers? I don't mean to indict them as a group, I have, but, yeah. but when you think yeah. about Wide swimming,
6: it,
5: yeah. when you think about swimming for fifteen hundred meters, or well, some of them sw- swim several miles a day, right? Yeah. What would you do? Okay. That's well, enough. they eat like
3: 30,000 calories as well. Remember seeing his uh, regimen as far as eating. All right, we had a third, right? Number three. Number three. Oh, you do good. I thought there were three. Triple A. <laughs> oh, now we put more pressure on him. Craft uh, macaroni
4: and cheese is changing its name to just craft mac and cheese.
3: Hmm.
5: Is that because it uses less ink? I'm not really sure. I don't know.
3: Craft mac, because everybody says mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. They don't say macaroni and cheese. Not yeah. anymore. No. Short and says you know, everybody shortens it. Everybody in the mac world likes Jones, mac. Is going to have a great nil. That, this, or this, this
4: past weekend, I bet my kids had I don't know twelve little individual bowls of mac and cheese. That's all they want. I try to give them all this fruit and you, you know, know like vegetables. Really, you don't and, put
3: it in the bowl and like heat it up. You put it in the microwave. And yeah, yeah.
5: Some of these gourmet, and they have
4: to, it has to, it'd be Paw Patrol.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: Some of these gourmet mac and cheese, you can get at these restaurants. Ah, unbelievable. Have you ever had it with lobster? It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I got one in Publix just the other day. I ate the whole bowl last night, and it was um, it was made with like gouda, oh, smoked wow. gouda. It's not it wasn't the craft, Paul. Paul, right. Paw Patrol, but it was man. Everybody likes mac <laughs> cheese, been the right? right today, Matt? Not yet. <laughs> hey, Matt, give us a quick uh, fifteen seconds, fifteen second preview of the game tonight, Ole Miss Arkansas. If it comes down to baseball and baseball management. Arkansas will win. I think Van Horn showed what he knows about the game last night. Advancing runners, sacrificing. Even though it didn't work when they got the sacks juiced, um, it's you know it's all coming down to arms. But um, we need to and gather it, 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 somewhere yeah, and like watch the game. Pick,
3: yeah.
4: star, star yeah. guys going tonight, right, yeah. on the mound.
3: Thanks, Ivan Mizell. Thanks to, thanks to Charles Barkley. And uh, yeah. also thanks to Andrew Bone for joining us today. Great list and guests of guys uh, with us today. Joe uh, producing us from Tide 100.9, and also Josh, our producer, right there at Crawford Broadcasting. The guys do a great job each and every day. From Lars, Matt, Alex,
6: I'm Jay Barker. Thanks for watching or, or listening and watching. Be with us tomorrow, our Friday. Edition. Hi, this is Wes McClune.